everyone. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I'm Rick Nevenace, and it's so good to be back with you. Well, I am on African soil once again after an incredible trip to the States. And I just really want to extend my love and my honor for all of you who made an effort to get to the meetings physically. Like, you know, over the last two and a half years, it's been awesome to have the different platforms that we've been using to engage and behold and, you know, build relationships. But over the last two weeks, I got to see people that I now call friends for the first time and to hug them, see them, touch them. <laughs> it was awesome, man. And I've got so many incredible memories of just the time that we got to be together, that we got to worship together, sit um, at a table and just talk about the things of the kingdom. And to see, I want to tell you this, man, to see within your eyes the passion that you have for Yeshua and the passion that you have to see the fullness of the kingdom being revealed within creation. I was just like, oh, come on, man. And I know so many of you came to me and you said, oh, Rick, we've heard you on Wisdom's Echo. And, you know, thank you so much for your podcast. They've really encouraged me. And I'm just going, well, you're encouraging me right now because you're standing in front of me. So it was just awesome. And I just really want to once again extend my love and my gratitude to all of you that um, that made your way to the meetings to just engage and to see what is unfolding for us as sons within this time. It's truly incredible. So anyway, within this uh, podcast, I want to talk about something that I've had on my heart for a little while now. And um, I've spoken about this topic at different conferences or through different teachings. And the response has been been awesome. You know, um, majority, if not all that have come to me have said, Rick, thank you so much for sharing this. You've opened up, um, you know, my eyes to a new perspective to see things differently. Uh, but within the midst of that question, there would also be, um, you know, a, a company of people that are wanting to know what it looks like now to walk this process out as a son to behold the kingdom to those that don't yet know it. So I've kind of titled this podcast, The Truth of Salvation. Now, I grew up within the church from a young age. So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, got to know the different uh, things that would happen within the church. So, for example, the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. I, I can just remember those moments where when I was at church and, um, you know, I just felt at that time that I wasn't reading the Bible enough or I wasn't praying enough and I felt a bit distant. And then the moment the altar call would come, my goodness, I would run so fast, you know, and I would run there and I'd just, you know, give my heart to Jesus once again because God forbid he would come in the rapture and, and I would be left behind. I'm like, no, it's not happening. Not today. Oh, my goodness, you know. Just kind of those thought processes that, you know, we would go through because of what we were taught. And I had such, <laughs> oh man, I had such a fear of being left behind. You have no idea. So if I would feel a bit of, you know, hey, Rick, you, you, 
you're not right with God. You know, that altar call would come up. I would just give my heart to Jesus once again, say the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. And I would leave church <laughs> feeling like I'm okay. You know, if he comes tonight, I'm going. <laughs> anyway, so I, I kind of, you know, grown up with that. And that's been the foundation of of my I would say my my relationship with Jesus. I would pray, I would, you know, read the Bible, but just as long as I prayed that prayer um as often as I felt I needed to when the altar call would um would be available, <laughs> I would make myself available to say that prayer. But what I realized is you know the the prayer that that we pray within the church, especially within the church age, that prayer is a man-made prayer that we've fashioned and formed by taking different portions of Scripture. And then we would pray it because it would give Christians a security in their future if they would die. But the prayer of salvation that is prayed within the church does not lead you into an encounter face-to-face with Yeshua. It leads you into a security of a future if you would die. So this that had become a, a real um, foundation within my belief. Then obviously growing growing up within the church and you know seeing the different things that would happen and unfold, um, things began to you know sit within my heart regarding certain things that we would do as a religion. And um, one of the key things for me that I began to see differently was salvation because I had an encounter (laughs) with Yeshua where Yeshua walked into my room at one minute past three in the morning and it felt like every part of my being was getting electrocuted by just that encounter and that transformed my life. And... um, that's when I started to realize, hang on, salvation was never meant to be a man-made prayer that we pray after someone so that we can be saved. So it gives us a security within our future if we die. Salvation was always meant to be an encounter. It was always designed to be a face-to-face encounter where one is transformed. Now, the deal for me is this. If salvation to us remains a man-made prayer that we that we pray or that we you know are led into a a prayer that gives us that security, then we're going to be living on the earth, reaching out to a kingdom that we believe is far away, and we begin to program our minds, even subconsciously, in where God is where Jesus is and where we are. And then we begin to fashion and form some beliefs that we then create doctrines to start teaching about a process that wars against what Yahweh spoke about us before the foundation of the earth that resonates within our scroll in who we are so that we can live from the kingdom realms into creation, not living for heaven one day, we should be living from the realms into creation and beginning to behold who we are as sons here on the earth. 
So anyway, these are some of the things that I've just been engaging with. But the question has you know, come when I would speak about the truth of salvation. And um, I've had you know, people that go, well, then, Rick, how do I then get people saved? How do I, you know, take the gospel and speak to people about, you know, their sin and that they're sinners and, you know, if they die today, they're going to go to hell because, man, they don't know Jesus. And what we've ended up doing is we've just traded into a a sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation that is man-made that gives us a security in our future because we're not living from our future from the realms of the kingdom into creation. So my response has been, and this is just from me walking this process out. I don't want to, you know, make it like this is the only way and you've got to do this. Listen, if you want to, you know, hit the streets and speak to people about Jesus and get them to follow you in a prayer that you're praying to make them feel that, okay, well, they are saved. And if they had to, you know, pass away and they would go to heaven. That's okay. You you go for it. I'm not saying that it's wrong. What I am trying to say is that there is way more than just a man-made prayer that we pray, that we lead people in to give them a security in their future because they aren't living from their future. I believe this, and this is what I'm sitting on, that as I behold who I am as a son, and I engage within the countenance of Yeshua, which Hebrews 10 verse 19, Paul says that Yeshua has become the new and living way. His body that has become the veil that we step in through and encounter, which is the truth of salvation, to behold the fullness of the splendor of the kingdom, to begin to behold, 2 Corinthians talks about uh, behold, the countenance of Yahweh, so that we can become like Him. And as in a mirror, as we are seated in creation, creation will look at us and go, who are you? Because your countenance is reminding me of a God that I once knew. You see what I'm saying? So, and this, I don't want to offend anybody, but like this is what I've been carrying within my heart. But we know in Genesis 28, Jacob talks about him being the house of God, the gate of heaven. Because when you read, you know, a couple verses prior to that, Jacob was in an open field and he took one of the stones to rest his head upon that stone for the night. And then the angels of the Lord were ascending and descending and Yahweh spoke to him. Then he comes out of that encounter and he said, surely the Lord was in this place. This is no other the house of God the gate of heaven, which Jacob was talking about his physical body being the house, the tabernacle, and then a gate that he could then begin to open up. So the kingdom realms and all of the encounters that were unfolding within him could now make its impact within creation. So I've been pondering on this, and this came through just an encounter that I had with Yeshua regarding salvation and carrying this message within my heart. But Yeshua made a powerful statement to the disciples because they said to Yeshua, Yeshua, show us the Father. Show us the Father. And Yeshua turned to them and said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
And I went in that moment going, Yeshua is the gate that we step in through to behold through an encounter the image of who he is that is reminding us of who we were and who we are before the foundation of the earth when we were with Yahweh. Like, it's awesome, man. And then I realized that in John 17, Yeshua makes a statement through a prayer to his father. And he said, as I'm in you and you are in me, may they also be in us. And I realized that my life as Ricky in creation becomes a gate of salvation so that people around me can behold the image of who I am becoming, that they have an encounter with the Yeshua that I'm positioned in. Now, I want to make it very clear. I did not say that I am the gate to their salvation. I'm saying I'm a gate to their encounter so that they can encounter Yeshua and they begin to behold who Yeshua is. And then it reminds them of a God that they have forgotten. But now every fiber within their being, their spirit, their soul, their their testimony scroll begins to vibrate under a frequency because they are beholding a son in his rightful position. Okay. Now, that for me has been incredible because I've seen this happen time and time again where I will be with someone and they will see me and I can just see within their eyes, they're going, I remember something, but I don't know what it is. And they would come to me and they would be, Rick, like I've been around you quite a bit now and there's something about you. Who are you? What are you carrying that's triggering me? In, in what I'm feeling within my physical body and within, you know, the process that's going on within, within their minds and within their heart. And then I can speak to them about a kingdom that I live from. You see, when you, when you speak and you live from a kingdom that you are continuously engaging in, you don't have to bring Satan, demons, hell into the equation to get people that are unbelievers to be so fearful of where they are going to go if they don't accept Jesus, that their foundation of salvation is based on fear of going to hell. Instead of the, the record of truth and the law first mentioned, where their encounter with salvation could be Yeshua face to face, that is living within every fiber of our being, that when they see you, they are reminded about who Yeshua is because you are in union with him. You are in him. It's John 17. And when you're in him, people look at you and they want the person that you are positioned in and him that is within you. And it leads to a conversation that you can lead them into an encounter where they behold, even by faith, Yeshua with no record of of trying to, you know, instill fear in where they're going if they don't accept Jesus. I would rather want them to behold the law first mention of the truth of salvation that opens up an encounter that transforms their lives. Because then they won't have to deal with, with stuff. Like, and I want to say this quickly as well. Do you know that 
through this process of engaging with the, the truth of salvation and and what so, salvation is and the truth that one can behold when when you see it within its rightful position, I don't see sin in people. I don't look to see what people are doing and going, oh, oh, are they surely a sinner? Well, I'm going to call it out and I'm going to preach the gospel because they need to know that they're sinning like they don't know. And then when I call it out, I'm going to let them see it. And then I'm going to demand that they repent of it because if they don't, they're not going to go to heaven and they're going to die. And if they die, they're going to go to hell. And that's the way we present the kingdom of, of Yahweh. I'm going, no, see the value, see the beauty, see what Yahweh sees in them and then engage with that. And I can tell you right now, when they see that, they will want him. And when they engage with Yahweh, they will be forever transformed because they will be on this journey of unfolding the memory of where they were before the foundation of the earth. And their scrolls will literally resonate with life and truth to live it out within the record of creation. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> I trust that it's given maybe a bit more of um, a different perspective and maybe what we are taught within the church. And as you go out, just remember that you are echo chambers of light. You are the direct contact often with people that don't yet know uh, Yahweh and the kingdom. They see you and when they see you, you become a gate to an encounter where they will behold Yeshua. And when they behold Yeshua, I want to tell you right now, it's going to be a joyful, um, glorious encounter that will lead them on a journey of transformation. So anyway, so good to be with you. Trust that this has blessed you. And I look forward to being back with you on Origin Gates daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. From my house to yours, Shalom.